0: When the Spawn meets World. What up, Braves? What up, Braves? And welcome to the Bra Meets World after show. I, I like, guess I, that's I, what I guess we're guess calling it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. We just want to take this time to tell you guys about our experience of going to the live show. We're going to do our best. There might be some technical hiccups, but we're going to put through it. Absolutely, okay. So, our experience with the live show is actually amazing. I just didn't know that they were actually having tickets available for people to go in attendance if you lived in L.A. And it was in Burbank, which is super close to us. So, we gotta gotta go! go. And while we were there, we pretty much... So, actually, what happened was one of us bought the ticket to the live stream, and one of (laughs) us bought a ticket. Who's who did that? So unknowingly, that was me. I I did, but who gave me the link? You know, it's not important. We don't need to point fingers. <laughs> but ultimately, what was really crazy is we took a chance. We were like, "Do you I think, was, like, you know, like they'd help us out?" So we just reached out, and sure enough, they made it happen. Whatever. What were your thoughts of the show in general? Like, we have this big. 30th anniversary tour that they're going on. We were on the first show of many that will go around the country. We hope you guys get your tickets and go. How did you like it? How did you like it? Personally, I thought it was a great experience just to like be there and see them all in person. I'm telling you guys, they look so much better in person. Like as great as they look on TV and everything, they look Strat- phenomenal in person. Just it's kind attractive, of weird. All it's three of them. Scary. And let me just tell you, <laughs> the hair, will danielle writer everyone's hair was just like i can't take my eyes off of it yeah it was phenomenal the cast all of them actually in person you really get the vibe that you are part of a family like it's just it's so great to see how much they love each other how much joy okay, it's so, just so much love notes. william daniel's intro as soon as he popped up and he gave us the dream try do good i you know us guys that's our that's our catchphrase we end every episode with you know and just to hear feeny say those words was just like such an amazing way to start the show and i can't tell you how many times i just left turning to t and being like this is a surreal moment speaking of like surreal moments, it was also really weird for us because we get down there and we're in our seats and someone's like are you from Brown Meets World, and we were like, yeah, yeah, that's us, and then someone else was like, wait, did I hear you people know our Brum voices? Meets World? Yeah, you, you guys know our voices that you n- knew were out there, and I thought that was just such a moment of joy. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> we loved connecting <laughs> with all the fans. It was so cool to see all the people who came out because they were the diehard Boy Meets World fans that we are, and just to know that there's just a community in our town full of people who love our show as much as we do. It was just really great to just be in that in that energy. I freaked out when they first came out and they were like, hey, we're gonna, bring, we're gonna start bringing out cast members. I was so like, who's gonna be here? Who's gonna show up? I know it's a bully reunion, but I didn't know if anyone else was gonna come out. And the fact that Tony Quinn was there and Betsy was there, it just was really incredible just to actually see them and, and eventually get to meet everybody. It was just incredible. Were there any celeb fans in the audience? Honestly, I don't know. It was so dark. I couldn't tell you everyone who was like, actually in the audience at the time. Uh, I don't TV, think do you I know know saw any anyone in something? the audience, no. I don't. Small group, yeah. kind of a small crowd, actually. They talked about it. Like, they said it was like, the size of their tapings, which it did, It kind of felt like you get to watch all the things that they talk about, like their little inside jokes, their rituals, oh, them right. being on stage. They all just shine on stage, by the way. like That's another thing that I found like really amazing. Uh, can we talk about actually meeting them? Because I, that's the thing I've been wanting to just... Spill about. All right, well, wait, because let's just, someone asked us about Lisa Loeb, so I do want to get to that. Meeting Lisa Loeb, like, when she came out, I have to tell you guys, like, what that moment felt like. Just being in a presence, seeing their dreams come true, while all of the audience is having their dreams come true. It was just, like, a moment of everyone being appreciative and just a surreal, like, dreams come true, anything is possible type scenario. Well, she sang that song that was just like pinch me like for this life that I'm living and to be in the audience and to see like, you know, my television family essentially that I grew up with in person. It really was this kind of pinch myself moment. And just for her to sing that song and for her to be there, it was very surreal. I I can't stress how crazy it was to be there. I feel like I've had you on a leash as long as I could. You can talk about when we went backstage. (laughs) Okay, so, well, the thing was is that I was not expecting this. I was not expecting that we would get the chance to meet them. I had manifested it quite a bit. Oh, someone's asking about our shout out that we got during the show. When I watched it in the live stream and she gave us a, a shout out I, and I heard it again, my heart hit her pattern. I can't believe that they know our show, that they gave us shout outs, that they acknowledge us at all. It's just so crazy. I'm telling you right now, it was funny because it was really about controlling T as much as possible. Like he just wanted to shout, like any question they asked all the time. And I would be like, dude, so he got one through and that made them acknowledge us and then give us a little shout out. Kelly Packard, they should've known. (laughs) (laughs) And I love her in California Dreams too. That's how I knew who she was. So yeah, we had no idea that we were gonna be taken backstage after the show ended. They were like, hey, you guys follow us. We're gonna get you back there. We were like, oh, we're going? The security guard knew who we were, which I thought was like amazing and fantastic. You know what's strange about that? The security guards at entertainment venues are not there because of, like, the show that's happening that week. They just work there. So for him to have been a fan of our podcast and not have gone there specifically for Boy Meets World was very interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to get to all these questions. One of the questions that they asked was, what is your favorite bully spinoff idea. I have a spinoff idea for the bullies. My idea for a spinoff of the bullies is that they all get kicked out. They do one bad thing at John Adams and then they get kicked out and then they get sent to a reform school. Now at the reform school, they get there and they are not the big bads. They are actually getting bullied by the big bads and they have to like work together and become the new Regina George Plastics of this reform school. That's my pitch. You mean bullies meet world? Bullies meet world! Whoo! Who is the friendliest? That's a really good question. You know, honestly, they were all really nice in their own way. Betsy was so sweet I got in a person. hug from Amy Matthews. I'll never, ever forget it. She is genuine and like, she just has this mother instincts. You know what she said when she saw us? She, she said, I raised you. I raised, <laughs> you. I raised you. I raised you. You did, Betsy. So yeah, it was just so cool getting to talk to her. And you know what's so funny is we get taken backstage and we're in a room there's 25, 20 people in the room. Half of them were on the stage. We have no idea why we're there, but it's kind of a small room. So it's like, all right, well, we're gonna talk to everybody at some point. (laughs) So when we had time to talk to them, we actually talked to them about some of the stuff that we discussed on our show. We were with Betsy talking to her about like, hey, we really wish there were more Amy storylines. And when we were talking to Tony Todd, Tony Todd, (laughs) Tony, we were just like, man, we hate the way they handled your character's exit. And they were so like ready to have these conversations with us. They really were. I think with Anthony Quinn, what was really fun with him is I think you and I both spoke to him like a long time and just like the, impact of Sean and Turner's relationship, where that storyline could have gone. was well, something really interesting during that conversation we had with him where you were like, you know, it, we don't get to see a lot of mentor relationships. And, and even though, yes, it's a show where teachers are helping students, the relationship that Turner had with Sean was so much beyond that of a normal teacher. I mean, Sean was living with him. He almost got adopted by him. But it just to have male role models in a a situation like Sean, where he didn't have a lot of role models in general. Not only was it important for that character, but as an audience watching it, who maybe we needed those role models and they weren't always available, to have him there to kind of represent that on screen was really important. He was so responsive to that, like he was so like ready to like engage with us in that conversation in just a really beautiful way that I was, I was, in, I was shocked that he spent so much time with us, truly. We told him about the Turned On by Turner segment. No. Like he was so scared, cause like, don't get me wrong, especially now that we've like listened to the pod, we are very familiar that he's a little bit more conservative and we wanted to be mindful, but I was like, I have to live my truth. And my truth is there's a segment <laughs> called Turned On by Turner. And he was very sweet about it. And I'm really happy that that he knows that it's out there to asked, will we be a guest on tour? Probably not. But will we be on season two of Pod Meets World? Perhaps. Anything, anything is possible. Is we're going to say. That's the theme of both this reunion. And I would say like our experience this entire past year, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Well, that's 100% true. I told you as soon as I got there, I was like, if we get a chance to meet them, I want to talk to will about cartoons. I want to talk to Danielle about pop music and I want to talk to Writer about horror movies. And I got to have no lie, 10, 15 minute conversation with each of them about all of those things. And I couldn't believe 12 year old me, 12 year old me inside of me could not believe the reality that was happening. But me talking to Writer about horror movies and he just lit up. He was so ready to have this conversation in a way that I was just like, yeah, he told me his favorite horror movie is The Shining. I'll remember that. And he told me that he's actually working on a, a horror movie he's trying to get made, which, you know, he's this director now. And he actually has a history in horror movies for Cabin Fever. So I was just really excited to hear that he's gonna be getting back, or he's working his way back into that field. So I talked to Will about Batman. He told me what it was like to record, you know, next to Mark Hamill doing the Joker and what that was like for him. Me and Danielle talked about Sabrina Carpenter and just like the yeah. T. It was It was, it was, yeah. it was great. Yeah, I think I suggest anyone, if you're gonna go to a live show, we all know Boy Meets World is like while you're there, but like, have some questions about them. They really get engaged and they really like, uh, are excited to just talk to you about things that they love as much as you love Boy Meets World. Talking to Will about cartoon sounds like a dream. He is super into rewatching all of the DC content on HBO Max right now, right? Or how does he feel about the new Evil Dead? I didn't ask him, but he told me that he loved watching Barbarian. He thought that was such a fun theater experience and I agreed with him. You guys- Uh, Speaking of Betsy, you guys made me realize how awful Boy Meets World wrote Women in later seasons and was so glad you guys brought it up on Boy Meets World. Honestly, so what was also interesting is Ryder said that to us. Ryder literally came over to us and was like, you guys called out how this show writes women and it's all I can see. Uh, (laughs) You can't unsee it. Like, and and it's such a staple of the 90s and the way that all sitcoms were treating women. But you know, it's something about Boy Meets World that kind of surpasses every other sitcom from that era of that timeline. No one's talking about step-by-step. No one's going back and rewatching Perfect Strangers and having podcasts about it. The life lessons that they implemented made such a huge impression on us. So it's, yes, we're going back and we're critiquing like the 90s TV shows, but there's something about it that kind of lives with us because this is the entertainment that we absorbed and we thought was normal. Here's, here's how distorted I was as a kid. I thought that all the families that I saw on TV, those were normal families. And <laughs> that my family wasn't normal because we didn't have the lives of, like, family ties and all that stuff. So, you know, it's unpacking and going back and just realizing what it meant to us personally and in society. It was, it's just good conversations to have absolutely if you notice we talk a lot about how tc spoke to each of the castmen members individually and that is because i went into fight or flight mode and even though i was really <laughs> being very calmly and talking to everyone and being very professional my mind went completely blank anytime i was alone with ryder or will i'd just be like i remember that i like things that you like i i don't remember so again if you ever have a chance to meet them, have like a few questions, like just ready to go. I had a really, really awesome conversation with Ethan. For those who don't know, I lost a, a bunch of weight. I used to be like 350 pounds up until like my 30th birthday. And so when I got to talk to Ethan, it it was just the most amazing conversation of just thanking this man who just like, was always just like that dude for me. And he he said something really interesting. He said, you know, when I was choosing roles, I specifically chose roles where the that thing wouldn't be the joke. It wouldn't be the punchline. And anytime I was in a movie where they were kind of write something towards that, I would shoot that shit down. And I just loved him for that. I love that he just had boundaries and respect for himself. He could have easily kind of played into it more. Um, I think probably Remember the Titans is probably the most he ever played into it. But even that, like he's such a lovable character and he's able to make every character he plays three dimensional and amazing. Let's talk about Danny. Yes, Danny. So, so sweet. Yes, so great, bro. sweet. I cannot express to you guys how like what you see on stage or what you saw in the stream or even what you heard in the pod, like that is that man and it's just like everyone wants (laughs) to give that man the world. Uh, It was just a phenomenal moment to be able to see him reconnect with people who you can tell like influence his life and he was very nice to us as two fans we talked about mental health with him he said he loved our podcast movie. too by the way which i have to say like again crazy. i don't believe these things they're not real <laughs> yeah we talked to him about mental health and the thing that was so interesting i don't know if you saw this or not but even after our conversation betsy randall came up to say goodbye to him before they left and they just had this quiet moment alone and if you've listened to the podcast you know that Betsy Randall was incredibly kind to his mother. She invited them over to Thanksgiving one year when they were in LA. And they just had this really quiet, intimate moment. And She kissed him and said goodbye. And it just was in that moment that I realized that all the love that they have for each other is so genuine and real. Nothing that you saw on stage, nothing you hear on the podcast, these, it, it's not an act. All these people have a genuine chemistry with each other. And it's just, I don't know, it was really heartwarming just to see that that really transcended just even time. Because I can't remember the last time, like when would Betsy have met with Danny ever like that. It just, it must've been forever since they last spoke. So that's just incredible. It's funny what you were just saying, because one of the questions that we got in the chat was, was there a bra moment of the show? And I would say if there was, it was literally just he tripping over someone's leg and (laughs) making like that was the only bra moment. The actual cast themselves, there was n- nothing to complain about. I don't know if like they were just putting it on because they were around so many Boy Meets World fans, but they were genuinely very, very sweet. I'll say that Blake is pretty straightforward, and I like that. <laughs> Can I say something about Blake, which I thought was really interesting? Blake, I have to apologize, was the one person I did not get this face-to-face conversation with, and I wanted to so badly because I really connected to what he was saying about how like, you know, I kind of threw myself into fatherhood, I kind of, like, pushed pause on my creativity. And he was like, the moment we did this show, it just reawakened something in me. There was a spark that happened, and I've been writing every day since. And I fucking love that because during the pandemic, I felt that. I felt like I went through like this, like I can't even bring myself. You guys know, how many episodes did we released in 2020? I could not get myself to edit this shit. I was just <laughs> too out of it. And to surround yourself with creative people and to have them bring that energy out of you, not only clearly made a difference for him, but also Danny who's auditioning again, which is incredible. Absolutely. Someone said when Blake said the fruity line, yeah, I'm not gonna lie. When he said the fruity line, like we all like held our breath, and then he expanded on it. He's like, "No, oh, like vegan, all natural." We were like, uh-huh. Oh. It was like, you yeah. like, we were like, oh, go. He wants it to fair. Yeah, absolutely. Someone said her reaction to him getting the money was so sweet and genuine. You know, who else had a really sweet and genuine reaction was Tony. Go back and watch the thing. As soon as they bring out the check, Tony's face is just like a little kid on Christmas. It's the cutest thing. Yeah, it really was. Again, there was just so much love and appreciation like across the cast oh like when they had that little audience participation moment as well that was so much fun because you got to see them just slip back into their characters and that was also like the really nice reveal of betsy because up until that point we didn't know she was there we didn't know she was there also joey the voice that blake did amazing it's like he never thought So did you have a highlight of the night for you? Overall, the entire experience was a highlight. You know, honestly, when Lisa Loeb came out and played the second song, she started crying. And I, like, I understood that that song kind of really connected with him. And I've been listening to that song on repeat. Dang. I remember even when we went backstage and we were talking to Lisa back. We it. were talking to Lisa Lowe <laughs> up close and personal, guys, because we get to talk to Lisa Lowe because our life is dope and we do dope shit. We and were talking to her about it, it and just really connected. It really was like perfect for the moment. And she's like, oh yeah, it's a new song. It's on Spotify. And we were like, consider it like added to our playlist. Yeah. Uh, but in that moment when she was playing it on stage, there just really was a moment of, this is our life. Like everyone yeah. in the audience, on stage, it was just like, wow. If wow was a <laughs> emotion, that's, that's what it was. The, the one thing I want to say was that, you know, the Danny talked about how, you know, being on the podcast made him want to audition again. Blake said the same thing, being on the podcast. There just seems to be so. Something about these, like, child, like, really all the guests that they've had on the show, they've gone through this such a unique experience of being child stars and having to transition to normal life or just, you know, another creative pursuit. And they just seemed that they needed an opportunity to talk about it, to, like, get it off their chest to talk about their experience in order to, like, move through it and maybe process it in a way where they can kind of get back in touch with their creative side again. And it's just been so interesting and to kind of see it play out in real time with all the guests that they have on the show that they're all just so inspired afterwards. I just think that's really cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. you guys have any questions? Any other questions? Yeah, any about the night? questions, you guys, put them out. Feel free to submit them and we'll answer them. So they had Chubby's burgers thereafter. I was really surprised. I have to say the Chubby burgers weren't great. And that's, I feel that way because they were turkey burgers. And if you remember the episode where Corey takes Topanga two Chubby's for the first time, that did not fly. So that's why I did that. But it reminded me very much, and this is such like a, a weird reference. You know how we were saying like Jim Carrey seems like such a, a huge influence on Will Ferrell. There's a Jim Carrey yes. movie where he plays Andy Kaufman and he does this big performance and then afterwards he takes everyone out for milk and cookies. And that's the vibe I got, just being like, hey guys, by the way, thank you all for coming out. We're gonna buy you some chubbies afterwards. And yeah, I really- mean, just having chubbies, like if they would have had like a chubbies pop-up, that would have been great. Like to- Chubbies pop-up, yes. But they just gave them away which is amazing. And I'll tell you guys, you said, I wonder what Chubby's burgers taste like. I was starving by the end of it. So to me, it probably tasted a lot better than when T ate his, because I did not eat while we were backstage. Someone asked if I got a chance to ask a cue on the mic, who and what would I have asked? I actually had a question queued up. You stopped me from going up. We, I said like, that we would get to talk to them and we did. So we did. what talk the, the question? question. Talk to them. I mean so I'm glad other people had an opportunity. If you guys go on tour, hopefully it'll be a similar situation. But I had the question of wondering what moment they all realized that they were part of something bigger than a sitcom. Mm-hmm. Because it seems to be at some time they all just had a moment where they realized I was on the show that ended in 99 or 2000, but it's 2014 and people are still coming up and talking to me about. It. Like I wanted to kind of know like what their journey was in terms of understanding that they were part of like I don't know, something that's gonna outlive them. And and that just seems like every actor's dream is to kind of be a part of art that kind of outlives them. And I would oh, just really love to hear that. Okay, here's a question for you, Siege. If another cast member could have made a guest appearance, who would you have wanted it to be? So I'm not against anything. We kind of was like, is Adam Scott gonna come out? Yeah. Like They kept talking yes. about like, how that's they the reunion? Yeah. Were, some people weren't going to be able to make it so we were like is adam scott going? he didn't but like that i think that would have like blown things away and also i mean i see maitland ward but i guess to that vein, trina mcgee like they they seem to want to keep it to early season episodes but yeah i think that would have been really nice yeah it does seem like they're doing a good job of like you know, keeping it specific to the seasons that they're on. I don't really know what Trina R. Maitland could really say in terms of, like, commenting on season two. But I'm really excited for them to get into seasons five and six and seven. Not only is that when, you know, Matthew Lawrence and those two are are highly part of the show, but that's also when shit starts going off the rails. And I can't wait for them to start talking about that. Yeah, I think that would have been a trick. You know, also being able to see Rusty, because I would love to see the chemistry between Betsy and Rusty in person like it's so good and they speak so highly of each other so i would have liked to see that dynamic you know their chemistry is that like the chemistry that they have feels like it kind of transcends the screen like it really comes out and when you meet them in person you're like oh it feels like i'm in an episode because of that warmth that's still there you know what i mean and it's so specific to them and so to see her and and Rusty together in person would have just been really incredible to see. All right, T, I'll ask one more question to you and then I'll ask one more question to our audience. Okay. And actually, I'll ask the question to the audience first, if you could ask the cast any question, what would it be? And T, my question for you is what is something that you would advise all fans to take into consideration when they attend a live show? You know, honestly, I think, especially if you're a diehard fan who wants to ask a question or meet the cast, A lot of the questions that get asked are ones that if you just Google Boy Meets World conventions have been answered already. So, you know, just try to think of something interesting and unique to ask them about. Try to ask them something that, like like Siege said, it doesn't necessarily have to be about the show. I think that Ethan would have gladly talked to us about the movies that he's working on, which by the way, that movie he's talking about has Jamie Foxx in it. It's like a big movie. Ethan is a no joke, A-list actor. So yeah, I mean, even Danielle, her, film that she just directed just dropped on Tubi. Like, there's things that you can ask them about that, you know, I think are are probably going to be a little bit different than the questions they get asked on a normal basis. Absolutely. What was your biggest takeaway from the live show? How, how incredibly unfairly attractive they all are. How the love that you see not only on stage, but within the show. Is real amongst all of them and they just have such a real chemistry. And I that's that's the big takeaway is that the love is real, it's not a nice. They're all sweet. Yeah, very much like Blake said, I keep waiting for like the other shoe to drop because I'm like, You guys are really nice. (laughs) You're like really personable. (laughs) Did you have a takeaway? Yeah. Honestly, I, I think as we had talked about just how personal they were, how much Blake's words rang true. When they say, oh, you're with family, they actually mean it. And then also, I think one of my biggest takeaways is anything is possible. Like, I mean, even Danielle constantly talked about how they just asked and they were like, we didn't think that some of these things were going to happen. And they ended up happening. So, yeah, just shoot for the stars. So, what you're basically telling them is to. Dream, try, and do good, do good, ultimately. Okay, last question. You wanna do this one from Chloe? Chloe, they kept referencing time machines redoing the show. I wonder if they would reboot the show, recast their younger selves and play themselves in present day, do dueling timelines like on yellow jackets. I, is this something for us to answer or for us to ask them? Because that's Ooh. a very good pitch. I love that. Yeah, I, I don't know if they would do that, but I kind of like this idea of like rebooting like, I think I think honestly we for those of you who've seen our feed we've really talked about like a diverse boy meets world bro meets world bro meets world whatever you want to call it and I feel like maybe like giving Angela like a spin-off and doing boy meets world with Angela's family would be a- an amazing way to do that I mean or yeah. we talked about a younger You know my dream spin-off is Young Feeny. Yeah, Young Feeny is our favorite. Like Young Feeny... He's, he's straight out of the Academy and then he meets this woman who's like this hippy-dippy girl and it's the 60s and he's trying to like reach these kids and they're all protesting the war and I want to see all of it. That is, that's my favorite one. First few years of Feeney's teaching career, you yes. get a little bit of Abbott Elementary vibes. Yes, <laughs> yes definitely. Ooh, who would you cast as young Feeney? Ooh, young Feeney? Wow, who could fill... Bill Daniels, the shoes, I mean, the stash, the, the accent, it all has to be there. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to see if I can figure out, what is his name? Taryn Egerton? Yes. I know you're talking about him. I'm mind. with you. I don't know why I'm, I'm with, you. with you. Yes. A hundred percent. He has it. He has it. Feeney, okay, so there's some interesting things. Okay, so you guys are talking about how Turner and Aunt Ruth and Woodstock thing, totally, like, that's there. Feeney totally banged that woman Ruth at Woodstock. So what Diana and Nicole said, you can see him with his wife in the cabin in the mountains. I'm so glad you brought that episode up because, okay, so Will was talking about this story about how he got invited to the ballet by Bill Daniels and his wife, which I thought was very similar to the episode, I think in season four, are. Three or four, where he takes Eric to the opera for the first time, and then they're able to connect that way. And I just thought that was like life imitating art, art imitating life. That like out of set experience with him, it drew him that much closer. Because in that cabin episode, the same thing happens with Corey and Sean. They feel like Feeny doesn't like them. They feel like they have this impression of Feeny, and then they're able to spend time with him outside of school, and it completely changes their relationship with Feeny. So I just thought that was just a really interesting correlation. Yeah, Magic Mystic. Mermaid said Matthew Greg Googler. I here's the thing I see that, but I see him as like the Sean of Feeny or like the Turner, you know what I mean? Like, I see him more a little bit as like the hippie one to Feeny's straight lace yeah. teacher, Absolutely. and like that. That's what I see. Oh, as no, as. whoever said Lee Norris should play young Feeny one. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. It's winner, it's winner, winner chicken dinner. You got it. Okay, you guys, we got to I'll wrap this up. I appreciate you guys so much for joining our live. As with everything, we'll do it better next time. But we appreciate you guys joining this time. Again, feel free to check us out in all the places. Send us your emails. We have a new episode that just released. We will be releasing more content later on this week. And yeah. What are our favorite episodes? Do you have a favorite episode real fast? Can we end on that? Which season? All of them. Boom. All of them? You're oh, on the line. Gun to your head. You know what? Here's the thing. As of right now, and this is just because you said it, gun to my head, I really do like the Feeney and the cabin with Sean and Corey episode. That's and That's my all-time people. favorite episode? I'm allowed to have my favorite. <laughs> and that is one of my favorites because we get to learn a little bit about Bill. Like, I feel like learning that backstory with Feeney is what like, opens up a door. But if we're gonna talk about like my all-time favorite, I think the Bed, B&B. Like again, I just oh. the comedy is perfect in that one and I really enjoy it. These were not the answers I thought I was gonna get from you. I thought I was gonna get Corey's Alternative Friends. I thought I was gonna get, and then there was Sean. I thought I was gonna get something else. All-time favorite for me probably is gonna be... I love this show so much. I, I can't pick just one. See? five seconds ago you were so okay okay to condemn me. i'm gonna choose i'm gonna choose the one where feeney just to take the obvious ones out of the running obviously like long walk to pittsburgh brilliant alternative friends brilliant like you know i i know the the hits i love them all but let's go deep cuts i love the episode with the super bowl tickets i know that it's problematic but that whole feeling of them watching the Super Bowl and then Sean lifting up that sign that says, hey, Feeny, anything's possible? I truly have remembered that for my entire life. And, like, I mean, you guys know, like, when we interviewed the cast for the first time, that was the clip that we posted just because I could not believe that, like, anything could happen. And, like, the fact that we got to talk to them and meet them, it was just proof that, like, anything is possible. Absolutely. I will say, like, and then there were Sean is clearly my favorite if we're being honest, but I wanted to give some that were not as obvious. Yeah. Which again, I did and got judgment for and then T. Went and did the exact same thing. Yeah, so. no, I did. I did. <laughs> so there's that. Then you guys have listed the Cabin episode... The person who said Shallow Boy, if you're gonna say Shallow Boy, then I'm allowed to have whatever favorite episode I'm allowed I to I want someone to back up Shallow Boy. It's been a while since we watched that episode, but I thought we found it to be a little bit problematic, but I, I have to go back and watch it, I don't know. The Weather Station episode is such a good one if we're talking Eric. Like Ooh. it's so pivotal for Eric's character. I mean, I think that plays a big part in a lot of Eric's trauma is the things that happened at that episode that never got resolved. Absolutely. All right, you guys. We can't be here forever. He could and would. <laughs> I could and would sit here and talk movies world with you guys literally <laughs> all night. But I know we can't. We can't. Again, feel free. Send us your questions. Keep listening. We really, really appreciate you guys joining us. Yeah, and, and comment and message. We'll continue these conversations out of the stream. We'll just keep it going. Yeah. Someone asked absolutely. us that we we should. They told us we need to make a Discord so we can keep these conversations going. So okay, we- so Discord it is. We'll get on that, and we can, I can have that up. This week, cool, cool. Discord, Discord, boom. Later, bros. Later, bruh. When the spawn meets world